0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We wish you a warm welcome from the Christian Crusaders Internet and Radio Ministry. As believers, we know that despite our best intentions to follow Christ with our whole heart, we still disobey Him. Free will gives us the ability to turn from God's direction and follow our own paths. In today's program, we'll talk about how to approach God in prayer when we've knowingly abandoned Him. Please join us for our message, If My People Will Pray.
1: How is your prayer life? Whether we know it or not, the deepest longing of every heart is to connect with the Lord of life, with the God who made us. God is infinite and we are finite, yet we long to connect, to be heard, to be understood. Prayer is the gift God gives us for that very purpose. Today we'll talk about the wonderful privilege of prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of prayer, for the language of faith to communicate our hearts to you whose power and love are infinite. Hear our prayers and bless us as we worship together. For Jesus' sake, amen. Our scripture today is recorded in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 14 through 16. If my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. The deepest longing of the human heart is to connect with the source of life, with God himself. Prayer is the language of faith. Prayer also is the privilege of intimacy with the Lord of the cosmos. If I were to ask you today, how is your prayer life? Most people, whether believers or not, will respond with a sense of guilt. I don't pray enough. Or I don't pray with passion Or I don't pray correctly, as if our technique or our vocabulary are the most important aspects of prayer. My daddy was a preacher, but my mommy taught me to pray when I was a boy. She would often ask as I grew up if I was discouraged or facing some unique circumstance. Well, have you prayed about it? I would at first resent her question and then think to myself, oh yeah, she's right, I can pray about it. She would often say, well, don't cross your fingers, fold your hands. I remember very well when I was a young boy and had a high fever with measles that my mom entered my bedroom, knelt by my bed, and laid one hand on my forehead and the other on my heart, and she talked to Jesus about healing my illness as if Jesus were right there beside her on the bed. My daddy was the preacher, but my mommy taught me to pray. It's important that we know that this verse from 2nd Chronicles 7:14 is set in the celebration and dedication of the glorious temple of Solomon. And in all of 2nd Chronicles 6, Solomon, knowing the fickleness of the human heart and the waywardness of God's people, gives a whole group of scenarios and says, "If this happens, will you hear us and forgive? If we sin against our neighbor, will you hear us and forgive? If we disobey you and are defeated by our enemy, will you forgive us? Will you hear us and forgive? If we chase after other gods, will you hear us and forgive? All these possibilities are stated with the fear that the grace and patience of God might be exhausted where God will no longer answer our prayers or be merciful. So in response to that, God gives this wonderful, powerful invitation to always be people of prayer. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. I will heal their land. First, we learn that we approach God confessing the truth about ourselves. We come into the presence of God humbling ourselves before Him. When I pray, I'm often petty and selfish. In fact, through my prayers, I can actually think of prayer as a technique to control God, to get him to fix my life. I become like a boss giving orders, and I think that prayer is the way to make sure that all of life is just as I want it to be. I forget that God is creator and I am creature. So the first thing we do when we bow before the Lord is to confess our smallness, our dependence, our unworthiness. We humble ourselves before God, not demanding things, nor commanding God. We also turn from our wicked ways. You may think to yourself, well, I'm not a wicked man, and perhaps you're not grossly immoral, but I want to confess to you that my brain is warped. I'm turned in upon myself. The opposite of surrender and submission is self-direction and defiance. The moment I begin on a path of disobedience, I have Ceased to seek the heart of Jesus Christ. And then, when I disobey, if I rationalize my behavior, I'm intrinsically involved in self deception. Instead, I turn from my wicked ways and my self-ruled life. I totally own the responsibility of my wrongdoing. I resolve to stop the wrong behavior that violates God and the people around me. I humble myself, and I turn from my wickedness, and I turn full on to the God who gave me life. The second thing is that I seek God's face. The scripture is full of verses like Psalm 105, verse 4 Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek God's face continually. Biblical scholars comment that we often in prayer seek God's hands, but not his face, meaning that we come to God in prayer asking him to do something for us. Or to give us something, rather than just seeking his presence and his heart for their own sake. Seek the Lord and seek his face. Jesus said that we should come like a child. I've spent time with my grandchildren. They're prone to blurt out whatever's on their mind, unfiltered and honest. We can pray like that. Sometimes young children can be self-absorbed, their vision of reality a bit myopic. Well, pray like that. Let God sort it out. Children also come uninhibited, asking boldly for anything. Children are not ashamed of confessing their neediness or dependence. They ask repeatedly for what they hope to receive. But also, children come trusting the love of the parent and trusting the ability of the parent to grant their request, the power of the parent. So we can seek the face of God in prayer like a child, coming boldly, Confessing our messiness and neediness, trusting the love of our Father and the power of our God. Often I think we have a God problem. Our image of God is one of a harsh, cold, judgmental, cranky old man, quick to condemn us and give up on us. It's the opposite of the picture Jesus painted of God as the waiting father who watches the road, hoping daily for the return of his child to his arms of embrace. When we think of God as judgmental and critical and condemning, we run from him. But if we think of God as a loving father with his arms open We run to him. Remember in the garden, after Adam and Eve had blown it, it was God who seeks his children. When we pray, it's not as if God is playing hide and seek with us. It's almost as if prayer awakens us to the reality that God is enveloping us with his presence of power and love. Confess in humility and turn from your wickedness. Seek the face of God. Third, celebrate the access God has given us to his very presence. If you went to visit the president of the United States today, do you think you could see him? Or if you went to the governor of the state in which you live, do you think you could get in to see the governor God, however, says that we can come before him confident in the name of Jesus to ask for mercy and help in our time of need in Hebrews chapter 4. We don't have a high priest unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who's been tested in all things as we, and yet he was perfect, so confidently come. When Jesus hung on the cross and made the bloody cry, It is finished! The veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom, and now forever in the name of Jesus, we have eternal access, continual, unlimited access to the presence and power of God for us any time of day or night. How awesome! is the privilege of prayer. But fourth, in prayer, we invite Jesus' spirit into the details of our life. President Abraham Lincoln once said, in the middle of the Civil War, I've been driven many times upon my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. O. Hallisby, in his classic book, Prayer describes prayer as the expression of our helplessness. He says that Revelation 3.20 is the key verse to understanding the whole privilege of prayer. Behold, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. Jesus never forces himself upon us, nor forces his way into our lives, yet he gives us the loving promise and awaits our invitation. Prayer invites the presence of Jesus into the details of our life. John said it this way, As many as receive Jesus, who believe in his name, To them, God gives the power to be the children of God. John 1.12 Lastly, prayer is laying hold of the power and promise of God. It was preacher and author Francis Chan who once said, Isn't it a comfort to worship a God we cannot exaggerate? God has said he will hear us when we pray. Also, that he forgives our sin. There is nothing between us and God blocking the flow of his grace to us. His unlimited favor of God to you is now freed He forgives your sin. And that forgiveness is not transactional, moment by moment, and it is blocked unless we pray. It is as we live in the spirit of prayer and faith, the grace flows from God's heart to your life. And he promises that he will heal Our land, that He will heal our lives. That means that God is in the business not only of erasing our naughty deeds, but restoring us and transforming us. God does not want to leave us stuck in the same destructive patterns of our sin and shame. He wants to maximize our created best potential as His beloved children. A few weeks ago I visited with a man who's almost 90 named Bill. Bill shared that his father died when he was just a young boy and they had an auction at the farm where he was raised. The farm was going to sell a pair of beautiful, big, strong, spirited horses. The auctioneer was leery of trying to handle the horses because of their strength and their spirit. But the little boy Bill went into the barn and grabbed hold of both their halters and led them out into the arena for sale. That's because the horses knew Bill. They knew his voice. They could have in their power drug him all over the countryside. But instead, the horses subdued their power to do the boy's bidding. It occurred to me that that was like prayer. And when we pray, we're like little Bill. And we call upon the unlimited Father of heaven, whose power is so great, we couldn't think about it or contain it. But God has made a promise that he will focus his power to hear our prayer and do our bidding. Prayer is the holy privilege of a loving, trusting relationship with the one whose power is infinite. And when we pray, we touch the very heart of God. So in the name of Jesus, I invite you to pray. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord God, We thank you again today that you promise to hear us when we come to you and share our hearts and pray. We come humbly. We confess our sin and repent of it and turn from it and turn to your face and ask for grace and mercy. Lord, you know our needs before we speak it to you. Pour grace and power into us and over us, to bless us, fill us with your Holy Spirit, and use our lives as people of prayer to bless all you bring into our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hear this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been worshiping with the internet and
0: radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message helped you in your prayer life and your relationship with your loving Heavenly Father. Christian Crusaders is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry supported entirely by the gifts from friends of the ministry. If your heart was touched by the message of this ministry and you would like to see it continue, we invite you to help support our mission with your prayers and gifts. Contact us anytime toll free at 888-MY-FAITH or 888-693-2484. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. All gifts are considered tax deductible. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear it again, be sure to check out our website, christiancrusaders.org. Both an audio and printed version of today's program are available as well as messages from past broadcasts. Visit us online today at christiancrusaders.org. We are happy you chose to worship with us today, and we invite you to join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Lee Lavik. Pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Spencer, Iowa and Associate Speaker on Christian Crusaders Now Celebrating 82 Years of Continuous Sunday Worship Broadcasting